0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my rest of season rankings at the running back position. Originally, I was going to do my rest of season rankings after week 12, but I thought here, 11 weeks through the season, this would be a good time to do it because then every single week, you know, for the rest of the season, I'll be going through my individual weekly rankings. So, like going into week 13, how would I rank these running backs? You know, from 1 to probably like 30. So, it's going to be rest of season rankings at every position coming out today. And then there was kind of a dilemma I was trying to work through because, you know, early in the season, when you're doing rest of season rankings, it's pretty simple. It's like, what player do you want rest of season? But, you know, when the season gets shorter, there's fewer games remaining. There's a couple different factors because certain teams are contenders. You know, certain teams have locked up their playoff spots. Other people, you know, still need to win these next upcoming games. And so, bye weeks are different for different players. For an example, you know, if you have your playoff spot locked up, you probably don't care if a top player has a bye because you just want them for the playoffs. Strength of schedule matters, but it matters differently for different teams. So the way I kind of looked at it, I didn't put a ton of emphasis on strength of schedule rest of season. And I really didn't put a ton of emphasis on bye weeks. What I kind of focused on was injuries. So if players are, you know, scheduled to miss one, two, three plus games, That was kind of the biggest indicator in moving people up or down. And then I'm just gonna list you know, the remaining bye weeks. So if you're a team who needs to win some of these upcoming weeks, I think it would just be a good idea to understand which players you're not gonna have. So here in week 12, we have the Cardinals and Kansas City Chiefs on bye. Then week 13, it's the Panthers, Browns, Packers, and Titans. Then week 14, the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles. But let's get into the rankings. Starting it off at number one, it has to be Jonathan Taylor. The man has just been a monster. They've continued to give him more and more carries, and he just continues to shred through defenses. So I think he's the locked-in number one running back rest of season. Then at number two, it's CMC. Still has a ton of receiving upside. When he's healthy, he's always a locked-in top-tier RB1. So coming in here at number two, I have Austin Eckler at number three. This was a close call between Eckler and Dalvin Cook. Ended up siding with Eckler here at three, just because he does have that top tier receiving upside, which is something Dalvin Cook does not. But Dalvin Cook is still gonna get a ton of volume on the ground, which is why he's here at number four. Najee Harris, always gonna get a ton of opportunities. They feed him the ball on the ground. He's probably one of the most clear cut workhorses in the NFL. So as long as he can stay healthy, he's gonna continue to be involved on the ground and in the air. At number six, it's DeAndre Swift. And I kind of feel like there's a tear break from, you know, your Dalvin Cooks and Najee Harris to DeAndre Swift, just because I don't think he has as much touchdown upside as some of those other players because the Lions' offense is just terrible, but they've continued to feed him the ball. It's kind of like what I was expecting coming into the season. We knew the offense was going to be horrible, but the touches and targets and opportunities are going to be so concentrated between DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. That's what we've seen so far, but obviously the running back, it's easier to kind of just manufacture targets for them. So he's going to continue to be fed and is a solid mid-tier RB1. Joe Mixon continues to ball out, hasn't really had the receiving work. I was kind of expecting from him, but just continues to get fed on the ground. And this Bengals offense is just really solid. So he does continue to get all the red zone carries, goal line touches, which leads to a lot of touchdown upside. Zeke is here at number eight, another solid, reliable RB1 option. Only difference between Zeke and some of the players above him is that Zeke is gonna be splitting carries and touches with Tony Pollard the rest of season. Same reason why Alvin Kamara comes in here at number nine. He would be a little bit higher, but he is dealing with a knee injury. We don't know if he's going to play this Thursday. And so the health is just a little bit of a concern, plus just splitting touches with Mark Ingram. At number 10, I have Nick Chubb. He continues to just be a staple as an RB1. He may not have that super high ceiling with his lacking in the receiving game, but still just gets it done on the ground. And he's actually gonna have a very high ceiling until Kareem Hunt does come back because he's basically operating as the workhorse. However, when Hunt does come back, he's gonna be more of this kind of fringe RB1 range. At number 11, I have Saquon Barkley who made his return on Monday night. Didn't do anything crazy. I don't really think you could expect much from that game. First game back from an ankle injury, going up against that tough Bucs run defense. So no surprise, you know, he didn't totally ball out. He's still incredibly talented and should be an RB1 rest of season. Number 12, I have Daryl Henderson. This Rams offense has definitely taken a little bit of a step back, but I think they're bound to kind of get back on track. It's a little bit concerning that Sony Michelle is getting more work, you know, as the weeks go on. Henderson definitely isn't that like clear-cut workhorse we saw early in the season, but definitely someone who's gonna be like a fringe RB1 rest of season. At number 13, we have James Robinson, just continues to ball out on a bad offense. That's really the only thing holding him back is that offense. He's just not gonna have the same scoring opportunities. And at some points, he can kind of get phased out of the game. You no, know, not saying he's taken out of the game, but you're just not gonna see 20 plus carries from James Robinson on a consistent basis because the team is down you know most of the time. At 14, I have Leonard Fournette, continues to produce as a solid kind of dual threat back. He's leading the team in rushing and then is also very involved in the receiving game. I honestly think he's probably due for some positive touchdown regression. Hasn't found the end zone a ton, even though he's on this high scoring Bucs offense. So someone who, you know if he gets lucky with those touchdowns, could find himself as a top 12 RB, rest of the season and number 15, I have Aaron Jones and this one was kind of tough to rank because he is injured. The way I'm looking at it, I expect him to miss this week in week 12. Then they have a buy in week 13. After that buy, I think he'll be back for week 14. So I think you'll have Aaron Jones week 14 through week 18 and in that stretch, he's going to be like a mid to back end RB one. So I feel like this was an appropriate spot to rank him. You know, dealing with those two missed games. After him at number 16, I have James Conner, who's basically going to be a locked-in RB1 until Chase Edmonds returns. When Edmonds comes back, which is probably going to be within a few weeks, he's going to lose some of that receiving upside. But I think it's still someone who's totally startable as maybe like a back-end RB2 because he is very touchdown dependent, but still someone I think you can trust in your lineups. At 17, I have Cordero Patterson. He's always a tough guy to rank just because his production never seems sustainable, but he is dealing with an ankle injury. You know, if he's set to return this Sunday, I think you could definitely make an argument that he should be ranked higher. I just have overall concerns with this Falcons offense, which could definitely limit his touchdown upside. At number 18, I have David Montgomery. And I mean, if David Montgomery is like your RB2, I feel like you've got to feel very solid with that. He's going to get the workhorse touches, kind of the only thing that's holding him back, which is a common theme with some of these running backs. Is the overall offense. I just don't trust this Bears offensive unit. The offensive line is not good, and they're just not gonna be putting up a ton of points, but still a really solid RB2 play. At number 19, I have Elijah Mitchell, who's gonna operate as the workhorse for this 49ers backfield as long as he is healthy. He may not have you know a ton of receiving upside, but he's gonna have touchdown opportunities and is gonna see the volume on a really nice rushing attack. And At number 20, it's Kareem Hunt dealing with an injury. But if he's back within two weeks, you know, I think he's going to be a solid mid-tier RB2 rest of season, even sharing the backfield with Nick Chubb. At 21, it is Clyde Edwards-Alaire who just returned from that knee injury. Honestly, produced much better than I thought he was going to. It looks like he just stepped right back into that role of being the RB1. It's definitely a committee there. He's totally not the workhorse, but it's good to see him kind of reclaim that role that he had early in the season. And that was a role that a lot of people were disappointed in, but that's because he was being drafted as like a mid second round pick. Looking at him here as like a mid tier lower end RB2. I think you're totally fine with that role in the Chiefs offense. Miles Gaskin is after him at 22, just continues to get fed touches. They're not going to be consistent. He may not have a ton of touchdown upside, but it's still a really solid locked in RB2 play. Then at 23 and 24, I think these guys are fairly similar. They're kind of locked in these RB committees. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders at 23, Miles Sanders with the Eagles here at 24. I just think Josh Jacobs has his role a little bit more locked up than Sanders, but Sanders may actually have the higher ceiling in that new look Eagles offense. Following those guys, this is kind of gonna be the start of the RB threes. I have Antonio Gibson here at 25. It hurts putting him this low because coming into the season, you know, he was a borderline, RB1 in terms of his draft ranking. He just hasn't gotten it done. No receiving upside. He's getting his work entirely from the ground. And the issue is, it's not super efficient. This isn't a great offense. So the touchdown upside isn't there. If he gets into the end zone, that's how he's going to produce. But it's just not something you want to rely on on a week to week basis. I feel like there's a pretty heavy fall off here from Gibson to the next two guys, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. It looks like neither one is going to break out really at any point this season, is gonna to continue to be basically a 50-50, which is unfortunate, but it kind of leaves them both as like inconsistent RB three options. At 28, I had Michael Carter, and this one was tough because he really could have been a solid RB two play without getting injured. Looks like he's gonna be out two to three weeks. I actually traded for him right before he got injured, so I feel like I'm almost entirely responsible him going down because that's just the way things work out but as long as he's back for the fantasy playoffs i think he's someone you can rely on 29 i have damian harris i honestly almost left him off of this list just because i think this patriots backfield is going to be a full-on committee i feel like damian harris and remandre stevenson are going to be splitting carries almost 50 50 then you're going to see brandon bolden getting involved in a lot of the receiving work so just not a lot of trust here in damian harris but at this point we're getting really thin the running back position, and then to round it out, a guy who's been injured the last few weeks, Chase Edmonds, probably should be returning within you know three weeks, could be a solid you know back-end RB2 option for the playoffs, and that's why he comes in here at number 30. If you guys enjoyed this video, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'm gonna have my rankings for every other position, so go check those out, they'll be posted later today. Thank you guys so much for stopping by,